Hey, welcome to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard. And today we are talking about closing doors and opening doors, like how to create stellar opportunities for yourself. We're talking about that. But before we get into talking about creating opportunities for yourself, I got to talk to you about closing doors. So the reason why I love vision boards so much is because I really feel like when you create a vision for your life, right, and, you're, and you declare, this is what I want my life to look like. It's like, I think of a vision board as a prayer, like to God saying like, hey God, these are the things I desire. But if you got something better for me, cool, I'm good with that too, right? But he wants you to communicate with him and make your desires known. You're asked to do so. So I see that as a way of praying for what it is that you desire. And towards the second half of this episode-ish, I'm not as good with the time thing, maybe it's later, but anyways, in this episode, um, we are going to talk about how to really ask God for what it is that you want, because what I'm going to share with you is an episode that I created for the other podcast that I had mentioned, Encourage Her Faith Podcast. And the reason why I'm sharing it here. If you haven't listened to it yet, I just want you to hear it. But also the reason I'm sharing it here is because I just closed the door that I just opened. And I think that probably most people would feel really stupid saying this, but I don't care because I'm here to share my authentic journey with you. So what happened was, this, this is where the vision stuff aligns to, okay? I'm coming back full circle. But what happened was, is I had this goal, you know, I wanted to start a second podcast and I've had this on my heart that I wanted to share more about my faith and really encourage people with their personal relationship with God. You know, whatever that looked like for them. I just wanted to encourage them to pursue that more because I've noticed the difference in my life when I've been doing that, what, what doors have opened up for me. It's like when I'm really living in alignment with, I feel like, what I believe God has called me to do. And when I'm seeking that wisdom, it's so amazing what happens in my life. Like I just feel so much more peace and joy and so many amazing things seem to flow in, you know? So anyways, so I felt this, this tug, like I was like, I want to talk about this more. So I thought in my mind, like, let me create another podcast. And then that can be there where we're sharing those kinds of messages as well on top. Of, and then I can, then I can feed like these two parts of myself, the nerdy side that like, let's talk about your mind, right? And let's bring in cer- certain studies. Let's talk about you intentionally designing your life. And then the other part where it's like, let's talk about you growing your personal relationship with God, you know, because that's a part of this whole intentional life design journey. And um, yeah, so it was like I was like separating it. And then when I created the show, I'm so excited about it. Y'all here, I tell you about it. And then later that day, like I sat down and I was looking at my vision and I was like, yeah, like it's in my vision that I commit to putting God first, right? That's in my vision. That's what the kind of person I want to be. And that is an alignment felt, right? But then I also thought about how much more time it would take to do two different podcasts with two different kinds of marketing strategies. And I already don't even really market this podcast at all. It's all of the reason why this podcast has grown has been because of you guys, you sharing it with people, you coming back to it, you writing the reviews. I'm so grateful for that. But the reason why I don't do a lot of the other marketing stuff is because 
I am focused on so many different things right now, you know? So I sat back and I was like, oh crap. Like now I just created even more work for myself. And my ultimate goal is for people to just like grow in their faith too. I want to inspire them to do that. But it's like, I can do that on this podcast too. It doesn't have to be a separate thing. But why did I think I had to make it a separate thing? Can I be real with you? Why I thought that? I thought that because I think the old me was always afraid. And and if you listen to the show, you may have heard me talk about this. I didn't want to, like, I was afraid of that rejection. Because like a lot of people who are listening to the show, like, I don't want to be the person like throwing Bibles at people and stuff, even though that that's like, I, I am a Christian, hands down. Like, I will say that to anyone. But the thing is, like, I'm not the kind that you're like, uh, like, I don't know how to describe it. You get if you know, you know what I mean. If you hear me speaking on this, like, I'm not going to like, just like, I'm not telling everybody they're going to go to hell in a handbasket. Like, that's not going to be something I'm ever doing. Like, I'm just encouraging you to have your personal relationship and whatever that looks like for you. And I'm not here to judge that. But I was afraid that people were going to, that, that had followed me before, that I had personal relationships with, that I loved, were going to be like, oh, crap. And she's now talking about the stuff that I don't want to hear. Like, I don't want to listen anymore. And I was afraid of that rejection. Just keeping it real, I was. And then when I looked at my vision, I was like, well, Ange, if you're committing to putting God first truly, that means you are going to speak what you believe, right? And if that means other people are like, I don't like you anymore, Ange, bye, then they're probably not meant to be in your life anymore, you know? So like, I felt like, well, maybe I can just attract my other people with this one podcast that are already open and there, right? And then I'll have this show. And then it's like kind of like the separation. And then we can make all people's happies, right? You know? And um, I don't know why I add plural to that, but that's what I was thinking. But it was all due to fear of my own fear around it, of rejection and all the things. I feel like it's taking me a long time to tell you this. But I just feel like you need to hear this. Because I really, I do think about this as like, I always think about when I'm talking, like speaking on the show is like, I'm, I picture like I'm talking to my friend, we're having coffee together, you know, and this is what's in my mind. Like that's how I picture this show. And this is what's been on my mind. So I reached out to one of my friends who uh, runs a podcast agency, stellar at podcasts, getting your podcast to grow and just like uh, like one of my buddies that I love so much. So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, girl, like this is what I did. You know, I have these two shows now. And I was like, but she's like, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, and with that being said, I got to keep it real. Like there's a part of me that's like, dang, like I already feel so busy with a lot of the projects that I'm already working on. And adding another thing, it's like, you know, so I, I talked to her about all these things and she's like, yeah, and like really like going to your one is going to be the best use of your time. And like you can still be yourself there, like you can still share those messages there. And I was like, yeah, like that can just be a bonus. Like we can just add some more little devotional stuff here and there and still talk about the other things. So what I did, y'all, was I went and I I um canceled the show the encourage her faith one I ended the show and like I feel so much more joy about it and so that show is not there so I'm not even if you listen last last episode irrelevant now because now we're talking about how like things have shifted and I'm not doing that anymore because I looked at my vision and I was like wait like 
this actually, if you really think about this, this isn't in alignment with your vision because you want to have more freedom with your life, right? But you also want to put God first, but you can still do that. You can still do that wherever you are. You can still do it on the show. And I had to like have this conversation with myself and go back to my vision. And that's what I'm always encouraging my clients to do. Like when they're talking about taking on new opportunities, man, some of my clients get amazing opportunities. And sometimes they're in a situation where they have multiple opportunities that they're looking at. They're like, I don't know which one I should choose. And we really like talk about it together. We like dive deep and we're like, this is your vision. Let's really talk about what is in alignment with it. What makes sense? And sometimes it's not really clear. Like they're like, well, this is, and so is this. But then, you know, and we really got to dig deeper and we're like, well, well, wait, can you honor that with this role? That, that piece of it too? What would that look like? And we really just have that conversation. So I was doing that with myself and I, and this is why I came to this decision. I was like, no, I'm going to close this door. I'm just going to show up a little more boldly than I have been, you know, in my current space. Um, And I'm okay. Like, I'm going to be okay with if people don't like me, like, then peace, you know? Like, I think so many of us are so afraid of that rejection. I have been my, like, when it comes to opportunities in my life that I desire, like, the thing that has held me back the most, keeping it real, is what other people think about me. You know, like, think about it, like the top regret of the dying that I always talk about. I wish I would have had the courage to live life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. It's like you wish that you didn't let what other people think about you hold you back from living the life that you wanted. And how many of y'all, be real with yourself, are not going after stuff because you're afraid of what someone else is going to think about you? For real. Like when we think about like negotiation, you know, I just thought about that earlier. I was like, oh, like I got, you know, offered an opportunity. I was like, well, this is significantly lower than what, you know, I feel like I'd have to move things around in my time. And, you know, so I was like doing that stuff. And I was like, well, then ask and ask for more then. Like, what are you afraid of? You're afraid that someone might think negatively of you if you do. Like, so you're not going to do the thing on your heart because you're afraid of what someone else thinks. You're afraid of the rejection. Like, you know, that is like the stuff that's like Satan's work, like I want to say, you know, like to, to hold you back from being your true self, your bold, courageous self and speaking your truth and what's on your heart. And you can do it from a place of love. Right. So um, I also think about, OK, let me tell you this story. So recently I had a friend ask me, it's like, how are you getting all these amazing opportunities? I feel like you just are so good at getting all these different opportunities with your work. It's like you declare what it is you want and then all these opportunities open up. Like, how are you doing that? Because I've been trying really hard and that's not happening for me. And so what are your strategies? And I was like, I don't know. Like I I said, you know, honestly, what I do is like I, I pray about it. Like I well, clarify what it is I want. That's the first step. I'm like, these are the things I'm seeking. And then I pray about it and I ask God about it. And then I notice opportunities. Like I go out and I look for them, but I notice them more. And then I lean into them and I get curious with that kind of anabolic energy and I ask about them. You know, and then I I do things to help myself like stand out like in the way of like, I think I could really help with this. Like I try to show up in a way that I believe in myself, like, hey, I have value I can bring here. I believe I can help you. And then, you know, that has opened up so many doors for me. 
So that's like really my strategy. But you know, doing that, there's that piece at the end where I approach the person. I have to tell them that I really believe that I bring value, you know, and that takes courage because right there in that piece is where you can be, you face rejection. Like they could just straight up ignore you if you're reaching out or when you share what it is that you believe that you can help with, right? Or raise your hand, you put your crown on, that stuff, that takes courage because they can reject you right there. And I think that's the difference. I was like, I think that's what is happening here. How I'm getting those opportunities is because I lean a little more, a little more courageous like, and um, I put myself out there a little more to be rejected. And... um. That has been opening so many doors for me because I've been doing that. But my old self wasn't bold like that. I was so worried about what people were thinking about me that I wasn't going to do that. Like I let that fear win. I let that fear and that doubt ruin my possibilities. And I don't want to be her anymore. But I saw her sneaking in. Like when I started this next podcast and I was like, we'll separate everything and then we want to deal with the rejection. And then, you know, that was happening. And I was like, wait a second, you're not that girl anymore, Ange. That's not you. Like you're going to boldly show up as who you really are. And that's why people like you because you're genuine like that. You're real about it, you know? Because it takes a lot of courage to be your true self. There's so many people out there that I, like even as like I'm watching other facilitators and trainers and things all the time because I'm in that space. And I'm just like, I still am not feeling that genuine energy. I still feel like there's like a little mask on because it takes a lot of courage to be your real self, you know? And it feels so good though. Yesterday I was teaching um, a class where we were talking about the TEDx talks and like helping people with those and amazing group that we had it there. But anyways, I was just so grateful after I finished teaching that day. I just was like, I'm so proud that like I felt like all day I could be my true self. Speak like I really do, you know, say homie and you do you boo and things like that because that's how I really talk. The old me used to think that I couldn't be her in a professional setting. Like people weren't going to like me then. They weren't going to think I was professional enough or whatever enough BS story was there. But then I realized like when I show up with that kind of energy, it's so much more contagious, you know? So this this week, just amazing opportunities have been coming my way and like little God winks all around. Um, I'm trying to figure out like how to even say what has come up. Okay. So earlier in the week, I had talked about, I met with someone I know who's helping me around all the speaking business stuff and I'm learning so much about it. And so she helps book speakers. So she was talking to me about different fields that she thinks I would be a really good fit in and all of that. So she's like, I really think that you do really well with associations given your topics around communication and intentionality, like all of that stuff. And um, I was like, okay, cool. So just like planted that seed in my mind. And I was like thinking, um, okay, like how am I going to find these opportunities? Those are my next steps, right? So I just put it out there and I just prayed and I was like, hey God, like if this is the direction you want me to go, like show me, show me, open up the doors. Oh, we have a whole nother podcast episode on that. I'll, I'll put it on the show since that other podcast has gone away now about signs, seeing the signs from God. 
how to ask God for signs, like stuff like that. So anyways, I did that. I was like, okay, just show me if that's the direction you want me to go. So this is in the same week, y'all, the same week. So I start talking about another opportunity to design a course. And what's really cool is one of the people that came on the show had talked about how she was in charge of the association and speaking events and had just just randomly brought up the fact like, you know, if you want any connections with that, I'm happy to introduce you to people um, that, you know, that are in charge of these associations. And it was just so kind, but it was just like randomly out of the blue as we're talking about the course. And I hadn't, I didn't know I guess it never clicked for me that 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 could be a possibility, but it just got brought up. And I was like, okay, God, I I see you. I see these connections here. So I felt like it was a little God wink. And then later on in the week, I go to an open house um, because, you know, we're looking at investing in new properties. So I go over to the open house, checking out the home. And the person that was there was in charge of the auction um, he owns an auctioning business. So I just start chatting with him. I'm open. I'm curious about him. And th- that's the thing is like, I just show up like open and curious and genuinely interested in other people. That's another secret to creating opportunities for yourself. You want to open doors, be genuinely interested in other people. Don't be showing up from that low energy of like, I'm going to say this, do this, so I can get this. That energy is felt. When I when I showed up for that course earlier in the week, I just genuinely was curious about like what they were doing and in the way that I could help. I showed up with that energy. I had no idea anyone was going to be on the call that was in charge of any speaking specific stuff. I had no idea. I was just genuinely curious, right? It's that energy and then that is contagious. And then this, so then I go up to this guy, we're at the thing and I'm just chit-chatting about like how he started his business and what a blessing it is that he is able to help people who, a lot of times he's working with people who like were given a home and then they feel very overwhelmed because they live out of state. Like think about it. It's like, like, like one of the things he said, he's like a lot of millennials, for example, like they don't want their grandparents stuff or they don't want their parents stuff, all of that stuff. So they'll receive, inherit a home and it'll have a bunch of stuff in it. They'll live in another state and they're just like overwhelmed. They're like, I don't know what to do. And then he's coming in and helping them with this whole process, getting rid of those things. And it's just so comforting in a time where they also are experiencing loss and all the things. So I just told him, I was like, it's just such a blessing that you do that. Like you get to do this work. And he's like, thank you, you know, for acknowledging that. And we just chit chatted about a bunch of other stuff. And then right before I left, it like he said, hey, this is random, but I'm a part of this association and we're always looking for interesting speakers. And then he's like, and I also know these other people who are in charge of other associations across the nation. They're always looking for speakers. Is that something you'd be interested in? And I was like, what? Because it was like random, like, hey, before you go, I just want to ask you about this. And I didn't talk too much about speaking stuff. I like very slightly mentioned something about speaking, but it was like just in conversation of what I was doing earlier in the day kind of thing. Um, And then that got brought up. I did not know that me going to an open house was going to lead to something like that for me. But God did, you know. And it's like, I see those winks there. Like I declare my vision of what it is I desire. I pray about it. And then I just go out and I be a curious, high energy being 
and then things come in. So I feel like that's a strategy. When my friend was asking for the strategies, I'm like, I guess that's what the strategy is. But it was really cool. And I and I was telling my other friend this story. And she's like, and and I was like, then he he randomly said this. And he actually said, like, this is random, but and she's like, she laughed and Googled about it. And she said, um, She's like random. That was like Holy Spirit guiding. Cause you know how sometimes you feel that tug. And I, I wonder too, like if you're ever in a situation when you feel that tug and it's like, say this, ask about this, do you listen to it or do you ignore it? Cause so much, so many times in my life, I've noticed that little nudge and I've like ignored the voice. And I was like, dang, I should have really mentioned that to that person. I should have asked them. So I felt the tug when I was standing there. I felt this tug where, one of my friends, I he was telling me about the work that he was doing. And I, I just was like, I know someone who would be really good in the space that he's in doing the work. You know, so I just was curious and I was asking him about his needs. You know, I guess my career coaching hat was coming, was put on because I was like, what are, you know, what are your needs? Um, and then like, what are you looking for in people if you are? And I was just thinking of someone I was like, oh, she'd be an amazing fit to work with him, given her mindset and what she likes to do and her strengths and all the things. And um, I initially like I, I was like, ask him, ask him about it. Like I felt that tug. But then there was another part of me. It was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Right. But the part that was like less heady, I, I would say in my own language, like less like judgy about it, that was just like ask him this, you know, that showed up first. And then my mind got in the, in there and was like, don't ask him that. You don't want to be like needy. You don't want to like, you know, like that chatter came in. But then I was like, no intuition. I'm going to listen to you. So I did. I leaned into that and I was like, and I'm curious, like, are you looking for people? Do you need people? Because I know someone. And then he's like, yeah, like contact me, let me know. And so I'm excited to make that connection for the other person but it was really cool because I just an example of like leaning in really to like, I think of my intuition, like Holy Spirit guidance. And I just think it's always there. And it's so beautiful what like where it can lead you if you are open to it. And like you, you recognize that voice. And the more that you spend time with God and you have your personal relationship, the more that you see this stuff, the more you see the God winks, the more that you can lean into this, the less fear you feel about changes that you make. You know, because when I like decided today that I was going to come on the show and I was going to tell you, hey, you know how I was so excited about that podcast? Well, I actually canceled it. I'm not doing it anymore. Like, you know, my old self would have been so afraid to do that. And now I'm like, I have no fear. Like, because I just feel like at the end of the day, like, God is guiding my life. And like, that's what matters the most, you know, beyond what anyone else thinks about me. Even if I was to look stupid, it's like my worth doesn't come from what other people think about me. It used to, though. It used to. And sometimes I still struggle with it because I'm a human. Like sometimes I'm like, I have those thoughts. I'm like, oh, are they going to think this way about me? Like that's still showing up for me. I'm not saying it's all the way gone. But like the more I pour into my relationship with God, the less that what other people think about me matters to me because I know where my worth comes from. And then I start to see that that God is so much bigger than anything I'm dealing with. And like any job situation, anything like. So I just love that I'm leaning into that more. And I just I want that for other people because it feels so different to be in this space than how I used to feel. You know, I feel like back old me could have been that girl that could have been on her deathbed being like, I wish I would have had the courage to live a life true to myself. I wish I would have done that. 
You know, but me now, heck no, I will not be that person. I declare that I will go after everything I desire for my life because I know that I'm called to an abundant life. Like I know I'm not called to just settle, you know, and you can feel that energy when you're settling. You know when you're settling. You know when you're thinking about like, you know in your heart when you're meant for more and you just got that nagging feeling. You're like, I don't want to keep doing things like this. You know, I want to intentionally design my life because it feels so good to intentionally design your life. It feels so good to live in alignment with your vision, right? And it feels so good to not have your worth come from anyone outside of you. Um, and with that being said, my pot, my uh, website is officially up. You can go see it now. It's easy to remember. It's angebarnard.com, angebarnard.com. And um, people have been messaging me, asking me about, actually, let me look real quick because I want to see if, some, if another thing works for us. And of course, I have to like talk into the mic while I'm doing it. Um, but I've learned something about myself is I'm very auditory. Like I learn a lot from sounds. Okay, it does work, guys. Um, so I find myself when I'm doing something, I will like talk through it. And it's just a way that I learn. That's why I love podcasts, listening to them, audio, audible books and all that. Because I learn well with that. Um, anywho, it does work. So you can go to the podcast or the website by going to intentionalmindpodcast.com. It still leads you there. Angebarnard.com. It still leads you there. So, um, all my speaking information is there. And then if you hover, if you're interested in coaching, if you hover over coaching, you're going to see multiple options. So there's like an assessment that you can take, an energy leadership index assessment. If you just straight up want to learn more about the energy side of things, like um, it's, it's a really interesting assessment. It gives you back this full report. We take a deep dive into where is catabolic energy showing up for you in your life? How can we shift that? Um, it's very personalized, the debrief is. Um, but it's an assessment that you take online and then you have to be trained to teach, like give you feedback on it. So that's what that is. And I always say for people, if you're like, I don't want to make a huge investment in coaching, but I really want to learn more about that, then I would say like sign up to do an assessment because I think everyone could benefit from that. And just having a deep conversation around where that catabolic energy is showing up for you is going to serve you so much because then you can be like, yeah, like that's bringing me down. Okay. What do we want to do instead? Like, how do we want, how do we need to think to be who we want to be? Like that's going to help you with that. And I think right now, if you go on the site, there's, um, you can do the assessment and it's all sent to you. It's like $4.97 and you get like two coaching sessions. I believe that's what I have on there now, which is less, like it's significantly low rate when you combine the two one-on-one compared to if you were to do it in another way. So that's something that's happening now. You can go see that. Um, the, when it comes to prices. This is me just keep keeping it totally real with you because I want to be real with you. One thing I do not like is when I feel like, oh, uh, like when you know you want to work with someone, but you're like a little nervous about like you, you don't, you get on the call with them and then you're like, no, they're going to be like, and this is $25,000. And you're like, I don't have $25,000, you know, but you don't want to be like stuck in that situation. I don't want anyone to ever feel that way. So I like to be transparent about things. So when you go on the site, you're going to see career coaching options. You're going to see life coaching options. So it kind of describes the different packages there. They are set up the same time frames that's available. Um, with that being said, 
Um, it says packages start off at 1500. That means the first package that you see there is 1500. And then you can see as things go up, I don't have all the prices for the things that go up, but it goes up based on frequency. Like when it takes more of my time, that's how it goes up. So you're able to see that. I just want to be transparent about that because I've had some people email me or message me about like, how much is this? And like, that's what you're going to see there. That's the rationale. Um, Okay. So you can have one-on-one coaching for as low as an investment of $497 if you do an assessment. But if you want deeper support for several consecutive months, then that's different, right? So all the options are there. Okay, I'm done because I've had so many questions about it. So I just wanted to make sure it was here on the show. All right. Um, and if you can tell when you chat with me or you've been listening to me, I like I'm not attached at all. I will never be upset if someone doesn't want to work with me. Like I'm not attached one bit. I'm just truly here to help you in any way that I can. So this show is here for you for free. Right now, we don't have any sponsors for the show. If someone has, if you're listening to the show and you have a business and you're like, oh, I want to sponsor, like someone just asked me the other week to sponsor the show, which I was like, awesome, because I haven't really sought that out. But everything like this show comes from my own pocket. Like I pay for all the things for this show and give all the time because I want to help. That's why I'm here. Okay, so. All right, y'all. So what I wanted to share with you, you may have already heard this story, but I wanted to dive deeper into the opening doors for yourself and opportunities. And I want to play the episode that I put on, let me exit out of the things that are beeping, uh, that I put on the Encourage Her Faith podcast episode, where it's about um, asking God for what it is that you want. So I'm just going to go ahead and play that last half and we're going to end with that episode so that you get that content Um, and that good message there. Sharing a story that you may have heard, but in a different light and you may need to have that reminder of it because I know I've told the same story on the show already once. But anyhow, let's just get right to it and reach out to me if you have any questions about anything. Have a blessed day. I'm going to end right here because I'm going to play the other episode. Okay, here we go. And today we are talking about you asking for what it is that you want, asking God for what it is that you want. The Bible verse I'm referring to is one of my favorite Bible verses. This is a verse that I reference all the time when I teach my Clarify Your Vision workshop. And this is what it says in Mark eleven twenty four: Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now, when I was preparing for this episode, and by preparing, I just pulled out my old journal and I saw this verse in there and I was like, yeah, let's talk about this. That's, that's as much of preparing that I've done. And I was like, Holy Spirit, guide me, guide my words. That's a prayer that I often recommend too, is if you're going to speak in front of people um, or for a new opportunity that you're seeking out, like pray, like ask God to guide your words, Holy Spirit to show up. Just like I feel like really relieves the pressure and I feel like you are divinely guided then, but you're inviting to be divinely guided. You're asking for that. You're asking for what you want to be, which is to be divinely guided, you know? Okay. So anyways, what my whole point was is when I read this this time, I was like, wait a second. I don't think I've really, really emphasized this part. Whatever you ask for in prayer, like you, you had to, you had to ask for it in prayer. 
Because I think so many of us are chasing goals. Like there's so many people out there teaching about going after your goals, right? And the steps to do do so and smart goals and things like that, right? But the how many people are talking about praying for those goals, praying for what it is you desire, like asking God for what it is you desire? Um, because the, the before the believe part that you have received it, like is the ask for it in prayer. So an example of this is I remember when my husband and I had lived in Greenville, South Carolina. For a couple years there, we had a tiny house in that area um, that was the cutest tiny house. And we were all about, we just wanted to pay off all of our student debt. We had hundreds of thousands of dollars in student debt. And we're like, we need to like live super simply. We love to travel. Um, so we're like, let's let's get like a tiny house. And we had this amazing opportunity that showed up. And I just feel like we were like divinely led to this place because I remember one night I didn't want to spend a bunch of money to buy a house at that time because I knew that that where we were going to be living was going to be very temporary because I knew eventually I wanted to move closer to my family. And that was in, you know, that's what we were thinking of. So I would set the budget in like a Zillow app or something like that, or Trulia, or is that an app? I don't know. One of those house finding apps. And I remember I set the budget and it was so low. Like even the realtors we were working with, they were like, we are not going to find anywhere that you want to live at that budget. But anyways, I remember I set it at that and a tiny house popped up and I was like, like, let's do this. And I brought it up to my husband and he was, he was like, no, he was not for it initially, but it was just randomly, it popped up. It was like a divine thing. And that's kind of what happened and, and how we found my current lake home. And it's like these little, and I had like dreams about it. It's just weird stuff. I showed up. God gives you all these signs. Anyhow, I remember that popped up and, um, so we had, we were living in this home. This, this is not even like the point of the story, this tiny house thing, but it, whatever, divinely led over here. Um, but the point was, is we were in our tiny house and my husband was really frustrated about how his work was going. And um, it like, you know, for one season, it really served us. And, and then it got to a point where it wasn't serving him anymore in the ways that he really wanted to grow. And I think that happens. Like we don't need to always hate on like a bad job or a bad person. Like we can just recognize that sometimes stuff only serves us for a certain season. And then we start to feel like we're getting pulled in another direction. It's like, oh, God's like, okay, we're ready for something else now, but you needed that to help you with this next thing that's about to come. And I feel like that was happening for him. So he was just, he would come home from work and be like, this is like not what I want anymore. I don't want to keep working like this. I want to grow more, grow my surgical skills more because he's a dentist, loves surgery. Um, so I said, okay, well then what is it that you do want? Because he would, you know, he'd get frustrated about what was happening. And that happens for so many of us where we are in situations that we don't like how they're going. We're frustrated about it, but our energy and focus is just on, this is wrong, I don't like this. It's like on all the stuff we don't like, right? Where our energy and focus needs to be on what we want to create, what we want to ask God for in prayer. So I said to him, I was like, what do you want? And he said, you know, if I was looking, I'm like, like, ideally, if you could get anything you wanted in your next opportunity, what is it? What do you want? And he's like, okay, well, if that was the case, I would really want to be working in a practice that's a fee-for-service practice 
that which in today's world can be kind of difficult to find. Um, anyways, he's like, I would like that. I would like to have a mentor that is really skilled in surgery. I've always wanted a mentor that could just be beside me and that could teach me, you know, these, these, how to do these cases that are a lot more complex and help me build the confidence around those cases and see them being done. Mind you, most of the time, if you want a mentor like that, you're going to pay a lot of money to go to these courses to have that kind of mentor for like a weekend, right? It's like a hands-on course that you might go to, but thousands and thousands of dollars later, right? Um, and a lot of times, someone like that, that is skilled like that, doesn't really always want to mentor someone else or they're like, you know, it's... So anyways, the mind. So when that was showing up, my husband started saying things like that. Well, you know, it probably wouldn't happen because of this and that, right? We do that. Like we, we dream of the things we desire and we start to be like, well, that can't happen because of this, this, the, the, the likelihood of that, the odds of that. No, right? We do that all the time. And, I, and I'm always the person that's encouraging people to be like, no, 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 we ain't talking about how it can't happen. I'm just asking for what you want, right? Don't be putting yourself on the bench of the game when there is no bench. Like we, we didn't even talk about any benches. You're just in the game, you know? So he's like, I was like, keep going. And he's like, well, and I would like it to be in a, in a town, like a small town, you know, close to our family where we could go visit your family or my family on the weekends. And I just want, like, obviously somewhere I can trails and nature and all the things that we love. Not too far from airports because we like to travel, like a dream, listing all the things, right? So what happened was, is after that, we started praying about it, like at least I started praying about it. And this reminds me of my book that I got on the shelf over here that's like The Power of a Praying Wife. And I'm all about that. Like even if my husband ain't going to be the one praying about it, I'm going to be praying about it. So I was like, hey, God, this is what we're looking for. I'm asking for this in prayer, right? I'm praying and asking for this. And you know the desires on our heart. And I always pray this too. I was like, God, if this is for me, let it be. If it's not, close the door. That's one of my favorite prayers to pray is that. All the time, when I seek opportunities, when I'm coaching my career coaching clients, I say the same thing to them. It's like, pray pray that prayer. So if the door is shut, I'm like, okay, God, I see you. That's an answer to my prayer. That means you got something better for me because it's always been true for me. That's always been the case. So anyhow, I'm praying about this and I'm someone that's not going to, and this is how my husband is too. We don't just sit around. Like we, we make our desires known. We create, like I'm all about teaching like vision boards and putting your vision out there, but you don't sit around and think it's just going to show up. Like you start acting like the person you want to be. This is where that part comes in where it says, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So if you, if you act as if like, oh, I already have this kind of life. How do you show up in the world? Right? So let's pretend that we, he was working at a practice back in the Midwest by our family, what would we have there? If we were already there, what would we have? We would have a house in that area. So you know what we did months and months and months before we were even going to move? We started looking at homes. We started getting the the feel of what it felt like to be living in the area, like kind of acting as if if we were going to find an opportunity there, even though there was no promises that we were going to find what we were looking for. But we acted as if, right? We started thinking about um, like what would we be doing when we're there? Maybe we can start to like when we come back, like do long walks and hikes and just get a feel because we'd be doing that if we were already there. 
acting as if, believing as if we received it. And trusting, that's the hard part of all this stuff. Um, so I remember we started, this is the other thing I forgot to tell you guys, is the other thing he was praying about was he wanted to find an opportunity that would allow him to take a big sabbatical from work. I'm talking like eight months, like an eight-month gap, because he wanted to hike the entire Appalachian Trail. And then he also wanted to do some traveling of his own. So again, the rational mind's going to be like, no one's going to want you to do that. No one's going to save an opportunity for you that long. No one's going to pay you that well to do that. Yada, 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 like, right? All of that stuff. And I feel like sometimes the words of the enemy does that to us. He shows up and he's like, that can't happen for you. Like, do you ever see anyone else doing that? It's not going to happen for you. It's like, you know, kind of acting like you're not a child of God, right? And like God can't do anything. Like that's insane. It's so crazy to me because as a career coach, I've seen people doubt so much around what is possible for their career. And I'm like, do you know God? Do you see what God can do at any time? Like he can easily get you a job like that when you have no experience. Like who are you playing? Like is this a real conversation? You know, when you just look around and see what God has already done. There's um, another verse, I forget where it's at, but we definitely need to talk about that in the show is like, it's about like remembering what God has done in the past and how you have to be reminded of that. You need to remind yourself of how he's shown up for you in the past, you know? Okay. So my whole point, back to the story. What happened was, so we go back and interview, it's the winter months and we make this long drive over like a weekend period it's like 17 hours something crazy we were in the car like one way after we had stopped a bit and all the things and then roads bad yeah so we do multiple interviews and my husband was getting a little discouraged um well at the end he had interviewed with one guy and he actually liked him but he was kind of like oh, i don't know how it's going to be with time off because that's a big thing that's important to him there's a little doubts there but he was like I, I guess if this is the opportunity then we could take it it, it checks most of the boxes that we were considering yada yada and he had one more interview and he's like you know what and i'm tired i know you're tired we've been in the car all day um we can skip this one i can just tell the guy like it's you know, no thanks, because he only has a part-time opportunity anyways. I only wanted a full-time. And he's, and I said to him, I was like, everything is an opportunity. Like, that's where my mind goes. I'm like, very least you get to meet him. And, you know, who knows? Like, maybe, like, you'll be friends. Or maybe you, you learn something from seeing his practice and the way he does things. Whatever it is. Like, there's always an opportunity. It doesn't always need to mean that this is the exact job for you. But just be open. You know, we're already here. Go in. And he's like, okay. He's, like, annoyed, right? He's tired. So I remember he went in. I'm in the parking lot. He goes in and um, he comes. Oh, shoot. Y'all, I forgot to tell you the major part of the story. Okay. So the other major part of the story is when he was dreaming, when I said, ask, say all the things that you want. He also added on there, it would be really cool too if I could somehow practice like in our favorite place where we used to live in Beaver, South Carolina. He's like, like, because we were always wanting to get like a second home there. And he's like, if I could practice there, like, I don't know, occasionally. And then I had another practice that I could go to in Indiana. And he's like, wouldn't that be cool if you could do both? And, it, and like the rational mind is really like for real. Like how would it, why would anyone pay to have a dentist in both locations, y'all? 
like when they can just get a local one like who's gonna pay for all these flags why why you like when they can get someone else there that's skilled that can do things right rational mind does that so that's the main point i completely forgot to tell you so anyways he goes and meets with this last dude and he comes out after being in there for a while he comes out and he's like sits down i was like well how did it go and he's like kind of pauses and he's like uh i don't want to tell you and i was like why what and he's like now don't get all excited okay like that's what he said and i was like what and he's like so the guy told me you know how he doesn't have he doesn't have a full-time opportunity he told me you know i don't have a full-time opportunity but i do know someone that does and um, would you be interested in talking to him i think he has multiple opportunities um, he's like, I think he's from, you said you were from South Carolina. He's like, I think he's from, I think it's um, Beaufort area, something like that. And I was like, what? So Ian gets, tells me this as I'm in the car. And I was like, no, 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 what? And I was like, God, like, I know that's you. I know that's you. Right? Because what are the, what are the odds, y'all? What are the odds? No. no yeah. So. He said, the, uh, so anyways, my husband was like, I mean, I guess I'd be open to talking to him, whatever. And he's like, but he, I guess he has practices in South Carolina and Indiana, specifically in those two specific counties, local areas we were looking at, the same counties. And this guy, come to find out, was from, grew up in the Indiana area, but then moved his family to the Beaufort County area. So those two specific areas out of all the places. Because it could be crazy to be like two different states, but like counties, like that's insane, right? So he talks to him and comes to find out he was really interested in having my husband work for a new practice that he had just bought in Indiana, where the guy that used to actually like teaches at a very prestigious course around surgery is retiring. And the situation was, is that he was going to have to stay on for like a year and a half as the next guy came on, which is my husband, and be like a mentor to him, very, very skilled in surgery. What kind of practice is it? It's fee-for-service practice. And what kind of area? A small town. Where at? Close to our family. All the things, y'all. All the things. I get the chills just even saying that. And um, so my husband talks to him and he's like, yeah, the other thing, you know, desire that's on our heart is like maybe in the future if I could ever work at like both both practices or like and and the other guy said you know like I outsource all my surgery if I knew that you could do it I would have no problem flying you down to South Carolina so that I would save those specific surgeries for you and my husband loves that stuff like the, the cutting the surgery all the things that's him I want nothing to do with it don't dare send me a text message with pictures of bloody stuff in it don't don't I'm that person that's like oh you know he loves it though so this other guy was like, yeah, that would benefit me because it's like you're on my team. You're one of the doctors in my practice. So it benefits him to do that. Remember, the rational mind was like, why would anyone do that? Right. Before. So we got that written in the contract. Long story short, um, the other stuff that was in the contract was my husband wanted to take these very, very expensive to us courses that I think most people, most humans would describe as very expensive um, courses that they agreed to pay for for him, travel expenses included, which is why we've been traveling a lot from Florida, Seattle, like all over the place to do these conferences so I get to go with him, right? 
Um, he took off eight months and they knew he was going to hike the Appalachian Trail um, and they saving that role for him, knew exactly when he was going to start. They were totally fine with all those things. He has unlimited time off that honors his greatest values. So it's like so cool that that can happen. But remember, let's go back to the, the Bible verse because that's just a story. It's just an example of what God has done in our life. And I'm telling you, we're not special. We're not special. Like he loves us just as much as he loves you. That means anything that you desire on your heart, you can communicate to him that you desire that and see what he thinks about it. You know, and if he closes the door, then it's because he's got something better for you and you're going to want that thing anyways. So let's go back to that verse, please. Let's do it. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So remember, you need to ask for it in prayer. First of all, you need to get clear on what it is you want, first off. Then you're going to ask for it in prayer. Um, talk to God about it. And then I want you to believe that you've received it. That means if you're believing like you received it, you ain't worrying about it. It's almost like you order something off of Amazon, right? And what? You ain't worried about Like I order stuff on Amazon. I am not worried about it getting here. I know it's going to get here eventually. I know it's coming. I'm not worried about it. It's on its way. So what if you showed up like that? Because a lot of us spend a lot of time in the worry of it. We're like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if the door's going to open. It's like, trust. Because it says here, you got to believe that you've received it and it will be yours. So when you show up believing that you have received it, there's no worry there. And if you find yourself starting to worry, get anxious about it, that just means that you need to go back to God. You need to ask him, talk to him more about it. Pray about that and be like, help me trust. Help me see signs. Help me, like, have a conversation about it. You know, as a communications consultant and teaching people how to speak better and all those things, man, y'all, one thing that annoys me the most is when people don't communicate. Like, I don't, like, I feel like I don't care if, like, if someone's, like, made a mistake or did something. It's like, as long as you communicate. But when you, like, blatantly do not communicate and do not talk about it, I feel like you're automatically a poor communicator. Like one of the things I often see on reviews since I've been starting this whole Airbnb thing is like Angela is an amazing communicator. Great communication. And it's not because I'm like stellar and professional. It's because I'm always telling them what's up. You know, like when I'm like, hey, I just moved the sheets here. Or I added this bullet bed for you. I did this. Like I'm in lots of contact with the people. And you just seem like you have more things to you seem more confident, more put together when you are communicating, even if you're communicating that there's an issue. So I just really want you to think about being a better communicator in general and being a better communicator when it comes to God, right? In your relationship with God, like talking about how you feel, making your desires known, believing that you have received the thing that you asked for, acting as if. That means you don't go around freaking out. You trust. You know that he has your best interests in mind. You know if he's closing your doors for a reason because he has something better that, for you. And if he's opening one, right, there's a reason there too. It's because he wants you to, to show up and at the end of the day, glorify him. Let, you, let your work glorify him. Let your relationship glorify him. Let the way you parent glorify him. Let you be an example of what's possible when you believe for more. Ugh, love it. So good. All right, y'all. These are longer than I thought they would be, these devotionals, but I just get on rant. Okay, I hope you have the best blessed day. Again, if you've been liking the show, please leave us a review. 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, hit the stars, write a review. You got to do that on Apple Podcasts. Actually, have to actually write one for it to be like submitted and you hit submit. But that really helps grow the show. That helps more people find this show, right? That might really need it. It might be the thing that they really need to hear. And if you've ever felt like that, if you've been listening, then give back. All right. Again, have a blessed day. Talk to you soon. Bye.